Hitler is going to do what Hitler's going to do. We've got to find some humpbacks. Humpbacked people? Whales, Mr. Scott. Whales. About 45 to 50 feet long. About 40 tons each. You're really going to try time travel in this rust bucket? We've done it before. Sure, slingshot around the sun, pick up enough speed, you're in time warp. If you don't, you're fried. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Style Guide podcast with your hosts, Dave Morris and Stephen Orr. How are you today, Steve-O? I'm doing great, Dave. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm looking forward to today's podcast. Uh, and actually, I'm looking forward and backwards to today's podcast. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it does if we're talking about time travel. No, still, still doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, just like, because like, you said it in that. Well, voice. no, like if I'm in the future, <laughs> I would be looking back on this podcast. But if I'm in the past, I'd be looking forward. It totally makes sense <laughs> that sounds like it's straight from back to the future part two well no in that he says see you sometime in the future and he says or in the past but i, I played on that idea of, of okay anyway we're gonna be talking about time travel movies today which is great because back to the future is of course one of my favorite films so i'm happy that uh, this whole podcast i can bring it up all the time i'm i think time travel movies might be one of my favorite genres like as part of the really? the the sub uh, genre of science fiction films, yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of them. Really? Well, that's that's where we're going to start then. Why are time travel movies your favorite kind of movie? Not even like some of your favorite movies happen to be time travel movies, but the genre itself is your favorite. What's up? What's up with that? Well, for starters, there are I think two main kinds of time travel movies. There's the time travel adventure movie, and then there's the time travel thriller. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, like the difference in them, I think is things like, um, oh, what, uh, like Austin Powers technically is a time travel movie. Mm -hmm. Um, sure. Uh, I, I think you're talking like, like things like back to the future or, uh, Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, even like, even like the, the Terminator, you know, yeah, could yeah. be considered like a time travel adventure movie. It's more an adventure movie that uses time travel as one of its kind of uh, key elements uh as opposed to this the the like looper which is more of a thriller kind of time travel movie or uh or i guess primer even would fall into that category or 12 monkeys you know like those kind of more thrilling ones yeah and it's particularly the time travel thriller that i really love because it's it's a very intellectual genre where they establish rules and then they they ask you to think through the consequences of them and they push up against the rules and and you get to work through the consequences of the movie as it's happening and mm -hmm. I really I really enjoy that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, also, um, so you're like like Donnie Darko as well. Yeah, yeah, Donnie Darko. Which I, it, it's been a while since I've seen it, but the. We don't really realize that's a time travel movie until quite a ways into it, right? Is that yeah, it? yeah, like right at the very end almost, I think. We'll yeah, mm -hmm. but it's it's a fun movie where the rewatch allows you to think it through in a different sort of way and mm -hmm. and, and ask yourself, uh, you know, what works and what doesn't work. So is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on this because uh, so is it the the thrilling aspect of the time travel thriller that you like and the, the mystery of it or is it the sort of like the paradox and the intellectual trying to figure out if that's even possible, what they're doing or how is it broken? Like, and kind of like figuring out the puzzle of it. 
yeah, that's that's I think the best way to put it. That that puzzle element of the that seems to be more present in the thriller than in the adventure, that is is such a joy for me because I really I I mean, I'm an intellectual, obviously. Like I I I enjoy that experience uh, a great deal. And so unpacking the the different parts of uh, of the rules that they they provide and asking myself how well they work and whether they fit together and whether it even makes sense at all that is such that's such fun for me yeah i agree i agree uh although doesn't it sometimes bother you um you know it there was a there was a time when i used to get really bothered when when movies were uh i guess the inconsistent like they're they mm-hmm. set up rules and they didn't follow them or or they they set up rules, but they didn't tell you other rules, and and so you were tricked. Yeah. But but increasingly, I'm I'm more and more comfortable, you know, with with those sorts of movies as as long as they're they're you know they 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 continue to tell a fun story, and as long as it's still possible to think through the different implications of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's it's uh, I I agree I agree I think uh, when I was younger I was much more like oh it doesn't make sense. Uh, and now I'm a little more, uh, it doesn't make sense, but it's okay. <laughs> That's sort of how I've changed as I've gotten older. But um, but with time travel movies especially, I think, uh, I find the time travel I will totally accept. But as soon as there's anything else that doesn't make sense in the movie, I'm like, I'm out. You know, I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. So so something like Looper where you're like, oh, yeah, no, I buy into the time travel, but I don't buy into the psychic baby murder king. Thing. You know what? That, uh, you know, Looper is a good example, but the psychic baby king is totally, I bought that too. I was totally sure, yeah, fine, people can be telekinetic, that's great. Um, but the part of Looper that I didn't buy into, okay, this is, this, is, this is Looper. This is the thing with Looper. Okay, there's these, it's impossible to kill people in the future. So they send people into the past so they can get killed there, right? Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Sure. That's the whole premise of the film. It, you need that. Otherwise, there's no reason for there to be loopers ever. Now, why is it that Bruce Willis in the future, his wife gets killed, and that seems to be everything's cool? <laughs> They kill his wife in the future when they're kidnapping him, right, to send him back. It's like, well, if they can do that, they could have just killed him there. Why did they have to send him back? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and and, and you're right. Like, I, I've, I've seen Looper once. So yeah, like, but that's the moment of the movie where I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but all the time travel stuff, I'm like, yeah, if you, like, cut somebody's arm off, their future self, their arm falls off. Yeah, I'll buy all of those, like, conventions of time travel. But it's the little plot, like that normal basic plot point that I was like, well, I can't buy this. Sorry, you lost me. Yeah, I mean, so one of the, like, the television series Lost, which ends up becoming a time travel series, sure. you know, midway through in a very strange way. A lot of people got really upset with what they thought were inconsistencies or problems with the, 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 so the science or the rules of, of Lost. Mm-hmm. And, and... That that always like made me laugh because Lost is a show that is largely rooted in magic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a show that is all about this kind of fantastical world that happens to exist side by side with our world, and there are going to be things that you know don't quote 
make sense because they can't make sense because they're magic. That's the whole definition of them. Mm -hmm. And so those are the sorts of things that I really buy. And so with Looper, things like the the magical psychic baby, I'm fine with. But you're right. Once it gets into like, okay, the entire premise upon which your movie is founded, that doesn't make sense. Then it becomes harder to buy into the broader plot of the movie because rewatching Looper again and again, I don't get a feeling that I'm going to be unpacking the movie. I'm going to be unraveling a sweater, you know, yeah. and it's going to just all come apart. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Is that the first time through it holds together, but the second time through it starts it falls apart and falls apart more and more on watching, as opposed to a really great time travel movie uh, where every time you watch it, you're like, oh wow, there's even more in here. You know, like like Primer. I'm gonna I'm, I'm assuming you're gonna talk about eventually, uh, where that every time you watch it, it it means different things and there's different things to look at. Yeah, or or even something like Twelve Monkeys, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they they're able to to take uh, a premise and 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 the nice thing about something like Primer or something like Twelve Monkeys or even something like uh, Groundhog Day, which is you know also a time travel movie, mm-hmm. like they they don't set the rules super firmly. They they in a lot of ways keep them vague because to, when they solidify the rules, that's when they start to unravel. Yeah, and, definitely. And so you you get you 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 buy it more because they're not telling you everything. Because if they told you everything, it wouldn't really work as as straightforward. So Twelve Monkeys is a great movie that works as both a time travel movie or as just a psychological thriller about a dude who's crazy. Yes, exactly. That's great. Well, actually, I don't think it works as a psychological movie about a guy who's crazy because it starts in the future. Yeah, but the, but because because we have a character who is super unreliable as the protagonist, we we don't know how much of his experiences are legitimate and how much of his experiences are a break. That's true. That's true. I guess you could say that it is a it's all in his head. But I think I think as the movie goes on, it becomes more and more clear that it's definitely not in his head, and that this one memory he has of someone in an airport ends up being how he dies. Like like that kind of solidifies the idea that it's not a psychological thing but it's actually real this time travel business but but i see i see where you're going with that and and the fact that they don't bother trying to explain how time travel works and the sort of i mean it's it's like that it's terry gilliam right it's that absurd like the future is absurd and ridiculous and the scientists like sing to him while he's waking up and they're all like giving him a pardon and it's such a weird dystopic future that like the movie itself isn't taking itself too seriously the future isn't it's like absurd so it's not trying to be real uh and then the present day feels totally real yeah and i guess that's another good way of thinking about it like the difference between the magical time travel movies and the fantastical time travel movies right or, sorry, or yeah the, uh, scientific the science time tra- yeah, and actually, I think I think this is the thing about time travel movies that I love because I do love time travel movies. I think they're so much fun to watch, um, and I love when the time travel is never really explained. Like, don't try to explain the science of time travel, and don't try and explain away the like what the paradoxes are that happen when time travel occurs. You know, because that's when it starts to make no sense because it's not really possible. <laughs> so, like, like a. Like Time Cop, <laughs> you ever see Time Cop, Jean Claude Van Damme? Oh man, Time you probably Cop. haven't. But oh yeah, no, I've seen it. Time Cop is 
I mean, yeah, it's, it's a like, terrible movie. It's the Minority it's Report of its day. Um, but it it's like uh, if you touch yourself in the past, you both disappear. How does that make sense? Because two molecules can't exist in the same space at the same time. I think is the is there justification for it? And you're like, uh, okay, a little too much. Um, but something like Back to the Future, where they're like the flux capacitor, that's what makes time travel possible. And they never explain it more. And they don't need to. It's just this little picture of three lines coming together. That's how it works. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Well, and, and, and that's you need very plutonium. similar to Primer, which is considered like a very scientific time travel movie. But it's not really that scientific. Like they they have the MacGuffin time travel machine. And, and they talk around it a bunch. And they talk about the implications of it. But they never really get to like this is how it works. Because like it... It doesn't work. It can't work. It's it's time travel. Superman just spun around the Earth very quickly and, and moved back in time. Just accept that. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that might be my least favorite time travel moment. <laughs> that spinning the Earth backward turns time back. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, but like it, like that's the thing. The the question is 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 that is that mode of time travel a mechanism for the story or is it the story right? Like, Superman has to go back in time. It's similar to Star Trek IV, right? Like, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. It's them traveling through time isn't the plot. It's not the plot of the movie. It's just a mechanism by which they get to the plot, which is to get whales from the past. Yeah, same with the um, the uh, uh, the new Star Trek movie. Um, what's it called? It's just Star Trek, the, the, yeah. the remake one. Or the yep. prequel or the sidequel, whatever we call it. Yeah. Uh, the time travel in that just sort of happens in order to create this whole new storyline for Star Trek, right? Um, yeah. And the mechanism is like they, a, a black hole or something. <laughs> and that's all. That's all they need. It, it's, the, it's this magical fairy dust that turns black holes into time portals. Whatever. Fine. We'll go with it. Yeah. And 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 those those are good setups for the time travel adventure films. Yes, definitely. As opposed to, let's say, Butterfly Effect, where the entire premise of the movie is working through the back and forth of time travel and and trying to unravel the the consequences of the world that they build. Mm-hmm. Of course, they fail utterly to take it seriously in something like Butterfly Effect, but that's the idea. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and I think I guess there's like the there, there's there's the kind of idea of time travel as a time and space travel or just a time travel that we haven't talked about yet <laughs> that I think is uh is a crucial element to good versus bad time travel movies. Okay, elaborate. Uh I think to me the Time travel idea of like you just get sent back to any time and any place just from anywhere idea of it is is harder to justify than you go back to the exact same place and time where you were. Okay. So, for instance, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The part of the time travel there that doesn't quite make sense is how they got in a phone booth in San Dimas and end up anytime and anywhere. And they fly through these little tubes in space time and end up wherever they need to be. And it's just a phone booth that just sits there now. And luckily, no one steals the phone booth. It's a little like, but of course, in that movie, it works because that movie is just a comedy. 
Right. right. It's a hilarious comedy, so they don't need to justify anything because it's dudes going back in time. Well, and they even go to the point of like when they need an item, they they say remember okay, to do well, this. We're, yeah, we're <laughs> going to do this in the future, and so it allows them to. Yeah, that the the comedy allows them to get away with more. Yeah, and uh, and then like Back to the Future, which is not a, uh, it's not the same kind of uh, comedy. It still yeah. is a co- comedy in the sense that it's like a fun adventure movie. But uh, in that movie, they make it so that when you travel back in time, you stay in the exact same place, uh, which means that they used a vehicle as the time machine so that they can move around once they're at that place, which I think is one of the greatest things about that movie as far as like its effect on time travel movies is making a time machine into a vehicle. It was brilliant. Anyway, um, <laughs> the in that movie, so like they stay in the exact same time. So they like limited their rules to just time. So we don't need to try and justify space time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, like there, there, there are like science problems that you get into. You're like, oh, you're going to travel back in time. Okay. So the earth has moved since then. Right. And, and you're, if you're traveling back to the exact same spot, what do you mean by same spot? And yeah. all these sorts of like super super high level science problems which generally we don't really care about in a time travel movie because we know time travel can't happen yes exactly <laughs> and so so there's there's something satisfying when marty travels through through time in the delorean and he's in a mall and then he's where the mall is going to be built exactly yeah like it 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 seems to just fit with what we conceive of um as, it just seems as, to fit logically as time and space you know like that's how we think of as space like this space is this space even though where we're sitting right now is different from where we were five seconds ago yeah in the universe right um but as far as like how we perceive of space and time uh that kind of time travel makes a lot more sense yeah terminator manages to just avoid the whole issue by never explaining where they go through time in the future i don't think we yeah. ever see it they just appear in bubbles naked on the ground uh, which is the other part of time travel. Do you always go naked? Well, I mean, I do, but I mean... <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I just think uh, I think the, the ability to travel through time and space is, is a fascinating thing. It's a fascinating part of time travel movies. Like, what are some other time travel movies where they go through just time but not space? Just time but not space. Well, there's the... <sighs> like no, Hot no. Tub Time Machine. Yeah, Hot Tub Time Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the television series uh, Seven Days. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Uh, so the the basic premise of the show is this: uh, um, you can go back in time seven days, but you do it in this like giant uh, kind of sphere. It's not a sphere. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm I'm now gonna be angry because I can't remember the the exact shape of it. But um, anyway, what happens is he the the time travel pilot he's in the machine. And he's gotta he's gotta basically pilot it through through space time. Yeah. But what happens is he's always ending up in space, or or is he in? He he can he's never ending up exactly where he left from because the planet has moved. Oh, neat. And so so he he isn't really traveling through space in the in the same way as something like 12 monkeys where it's very clearly he's not ending up like he's just ending up wherever they want to send him Mm -hmm. right he's ending up just wherever the earth happens to be at the time when they move it fascinating which which is kind of a uh, a funky take on it Mm -hmm. that's kind of neat yeah 
I mean, like there's also the 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 time travel movie where it's not even about going through space time, but it's kind of like your consciousness. Like X Men: Days of Future Past is what I'm thinking, where she yeah. sends their consciousness back. Yeah. To earlier versions of themselves, uh, which is kind of cool. It makes it it kind of makes sense, even though it's, you don't. Really, that's not really how consciousness works, but you know, it totally like. Uh, logically makes sense to us as watchers to understand, oh, that's how they get back in time. That makes sense. Yeah, it kind of fits into this meta idea of a soul or something like that. Yeah. Like uh, the television series Quantum Leap did something similar. Um, He could travel back in time into other people's bodies, but only within his lifetime. Yeah, and it was not even could, but had to because he was kind of lost in, in the world and he had a computer guide who'd help him. Yeah, man, Quantum Leap, like, I know we, we're we in this remake culture where everything is getting remade, but I don't think they're ever going to remake Quantum Leap. And they should. We, they really should. It's such a fun television series. <laughs> it, it was on Netflix for a while, and I would just casually <laughs> yeah, sit there too. and watch <laughs> yeah, random I episodes. Yeah, totally did, too. Um, that's funny. Uh, and then, actually, no, there, there's another... Uh, I think one of my favorite time travel books that was made into a movie... Um, the Time Traveler's Wife. Right. I don't know You've if talked- the movie is very good, I'm not, so I'm not going to recommend it. But the book is very beautiful, and it's. Um, have you read it? Am I going to spoil this for you? I haven't, but don't worry. I'm never going to get around to reading it. Cool. Because it, you might want to long. after you hear the book premise. But the premise is this: this guy's a time traveler, and he only travels back to parts of his life. Or parts of the lives of people that are very close to him, that he's like connected himself to emotionally, right? Okay. So the basic premise is that uh, it's this, it's a love story, and he meets her when he's 27 and she's 21. But she meets him when she's six and he's like 30, 30. Huh. Because he, now that once he's, once she's met him in his life and they kind of fall in love, uh, he starts time traveling back to her childhood and she meets him when he's like living, like he gets, he all of a sudden shows up and every time he time travels, he's just naked in another time, you know, and like, it's like, uh, it's like a pain, you know, Um, and it's a sickness that he has that he keeps time traveling and it's horrible. He just disappears. So he can't drive. He he never drives anywhere. And he's like always careful to like hide his clothes when, you know, like bring extra clothes and stash them around places. But so he time travels back to like her childhood and meets her when she's like playing by herself. And he's like this weird man that she meets and they become friends because he knows everything about her when he meets her. And when she meets him when he's 27, she's 21, she knows everything about him. So it's this weird sort of like circular kind of paradox story of like which came first kind of thing, uh, which I think time travel movies uh, can have fun exploring. And it explores really well the idea of fate and the idea of, of do you actually have control over what you do? Because he'll have memories of himself going back in time and talking to himself. And then he'll, when he goes back in time, realize that he's at that moment that he has a memory of, and then he'll do what he remembers happening. Right. So like he, there's the, the there's a great scene where his six-year-old self time travels for the first time. And he ends up time traveling back to the museum that he was at. 
uh, because he he wanted to finish watching the exhibits. And when he gets there, he remembers meeting this other this man who is also a time traveler who showed him around the museum. And it was himself. So when he went back as an older person, he went to find his younger self to help explain how time travel works to him. Right. Isn't that, right. Isn't that cool? It's very cool. It's a very cool, that, well-written book. That, yeah. That well, and that 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 question of fate and free will. Um. So one of the one of the time travel movies I watched this week was Time Lapse. Mm-hmm. And the basic premise of the movie is not that these folks are traveling through time. It's that there is a camera that um, basically one of their neighbors has set up a camera into their apartment um, that shows 12 hours or 24 hours into the future. Yeah. And so, I mean, like they what they start doing with this information is um, giving themselves like uh, betting odds or, or who wins different sporting things or whatever, like yeah. in order to make money. But but it quickly unravels into a question of, well, oh, yeah, and one of the guys is a painter. Mm-hmm. And so his paintings are, are in every shot. Oh, and nice. so he knows what to paint. Weird. Um, yeah, cool. And, and it, but it, it ends up being a question of how much control over this do we have? What's happening? Fate, free will, that sort of um, yeah. game. And, and what, what's, what's so lovely about those kinds of stories is that it also serves as a backdrop about exploring the human experience in a lot of ways. Like, oh, well, you in, in the photo, you're kissing my best friend. Like you're my my his girlfriend is kissing his best friend. So you now have to do it. You have to do that. But why not? What if I, I don't want that to happen? That would never happen except it that did happen. We have the evidence of it. And you get to kind of explore how how the human being starts to unravel in those sorts of situations. And and they end up being these often like the, the easiest way to go with it is kind of a haunting, sad story mm-hmm. where where you get caught in fate, but it can also be this sort of beautiful romance. Like it sounds like you're talking about with the time traveler's wife. Yeah, it's uh, it is it's it's a beautiful romance, and um, and that idea of fate is is really well explored because I feel like some time travel movies, like you know, uh, um, Back to the Future, just throws that all out the window, and they're like, no, no, you can go back in time and change something, and then come back to the present, and everything's changed. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. That's the mechanic we're working on here. And we create an alternate 1985. That's fine. That's the mechanic we're working on here. And like so they they just play with it and they they obey their own rules really well. But they do totally throw out this rule of like, well, what like do you even have a choice as to what happens? If the, you've yeah. already been to the future and seen what's happened, can you change it or do you like is that possible or do you have to go through the actions that you went through the first time? And in The Time Traveler's Wife, you do have to go through those actions. And it's not in the way that you're, like, trapped and you can't not do it. But, of course, you're going to do it because that's what you did. Right. You know, and so it makes their love story kind of even more beautiful in the sense of, like, it's they're destined to be in love, you know? And, like, uh, and so, yeah, and she's, like, an artist and stuff. It's It's a wonderful book. You should read it. You should read it. Yeah, it it actually sounds like something I'll probably end up picking up. Yeah, the movie, meh, the movie's probably a crappy romance, but the book is a really well done, really well done exploration of fate and time travel. Uh, yeah, and because the whole th- question of fate, like like the Terminator tries to, you know, the, what's Terminator two? She carves into the table. There is no fate but what we make. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know this whole idea of like you can't. So so the Terminator makes it so that you can change the future. But at the same time, 
circles itself into this this circular storyline thing, which means you kind of can't can't change the future. So it has these two things working against itself, like the fact that John Connor's dad is a soldier from the future that John Connor sent back to protect his mother and therefore gave birth to him. Like that sets up this sort of circle of fate where it has to happen this way. So as soon as anything happens that changes that, now we're into this paradoxical situation. Yeah. Well, and makes me think of um, uh, Doctor Who, which I haven't watched extensively. So yeah, me neither. Forgive me, me, Doctor Whoites. But um, I think the the basic premise, because there's lots of time travel in that show. I think the core uh, mechanic of the show is time and space travel. Yeah. Um, but they, they, the idea is there are some, some moments in history that are basically fixed and there are some, some events that are not. So you couldn't go back in time and kill Hitler, Mm -hmm. but you could, you could prevent little instances maybe around that, but Hitler is going to do what Hitler's going to do, you Mm. know, um, because it is such a there there are particular events which are i think keystones for for history that basically um it, it's I, I don't think it's that uh, time is conscious but it definitely time does get fixed at points so it's kind of mm. like you um it there's a timeline on a string like in the television ser- sh- uh, show heroes right yeah. where it's on a string but there are certain points that are nailed to the wall Hmm. And so you can bend the string so that it it different things end up happening, but you still get to particular events, and yeah. and and it allows them a certain degree of fate while at the same time overcoming it when uh, when necessary. And from what I understand, Doctor Who's time travel is actually well well received. So it sounds kind of silly, but well, it sounds to me like that 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 idea of like it's fixed at certain points is totally just a justification for the fact that they don't want to go back and kill her. Cause you'd, you'd want to go and kill Hitler. If you could time travel, you just do it, kill him before the Holocaust started done. But like, but they fix it because they, the, the story itself is about time traveling. Uh, like we were talking about how stories about time traveling versus stories that use time travel to tell stories. And since yeah. time travel is such a big component of it, they really do need to define what the capabilities and restrictions of time travel are so that they don't have to just do a whole bunch of stories where they go back and change the things that are wrong with the world. Because that's <laughs> like <clears throat> what we're all wondering why you don't do that. But if the story just uses time travel as an ability to tell another story, we don't even wonder that. Like in Hot Tub Time Machine, we're not even wondering why they aren't using that time machine to go kill Hitler. Because they're too busy reliving their teenage lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they don't really have control over the time travel, which I think is another distinction in time travel movies. Um, having control versus not. So Back to the Future, limited control, because in the first one, he doesn't have the plutonium and they have to wait for the lightning to strike the clock tower, right? So he doesn't really mm-hmm. have control over it, which is the fun part of like, that's why he ends up going to school with his parents. Instead of yeah. going to other cool time periods. Um, Groundhog Day doesn't have control over it. Terminator, they have control over it. right? Which is what sort of gets the whole movie in motion. Why the Terminator went back to kill Sarah Connor. 12 Monkeys, they have limited control. Because they keep trying but losing it. And I think that, uh, that, that 
changes the nature of the story a little. Yeah. Like the yeah, difference no, th- between a story where you're trapped in time versus a story where you're having a fun adventure and romp through time. Like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, fun romp through time. Um, something like Planet of the Apes, trapped in time. Yeah, and and I think like that that really distinguishes the difference between a thriller and an adventure, right? Mm. Although although I mean mm. even H. G. Wells, The Time Machine, like that one, he it's not a it's not a thriller, but he also he just gets trapped in the past, basically. Yeah, but he has control of it, right? He's choosing to go back to these certain times. Yeah, he does until until I think the crux of the movie where he ends up stuck in the far, far, far future and his time machine's broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and and it, it's not really about thinking through the through it. Like, there's nothing thrilling about the movie. It's very similar to, uh, I would say, something like I don't know, uh, Terminator. In in that, like the the time travel is is largely incidental. Like it, mm-hmm. it gets the plot in motion, but it's the story is uh, about, you know, the adventure that he has once he has arrived in time. Yeah, yeah, because like, um, like uh, uh, Groundhog Day, where he's trapped in that one day, is a very different kind of story than someone choosing to relive one day. And so I think the nature of the time travel being out of his control is what makes that story so great and it's like a higher power is making him relive the story yeah well and there's an uh a great episode of stargate sg1 where which i i confess i love that series of course i think that it's a i think it's such a fun uh you know space adventure series absolutely no one is surprised by this information But there, there's an episode where they, the team gets stuck in a time loop, but only two of them recognize it, and they're in a time loop because some other actor has put them into a time loop. Mm-hmm. But they don't know this, and so they, they don't ha- like they're they think they're in a Groundhog Day situation, um, and they 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 don't know that uh, what they actually need to do is stop the bad guy from continuing to loop them. Nice. And and so it for for a long time it seems to be this kind of morality tale in the way that Groundhog Day is, and so it allows the characters to really develop and grow throughout the story of the episode, and then it turns out no they just need to solve problem X and then they're they're out of the loop. Cool. As opposed to Groundhog Day where he had to become a better person. Yeah, which is solve problem X. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's different in that. He, they're the actor that's doing it is vague and undefined. Mm-hmm. So you you consider uh, Groundhog Day a time travel movie? I do, mm-hmm. I do. That's cool. So okay, question for you then: Is the Family Man with Nicolas Cage a time travel movie? Hmm. Because he's given a glimpse into another life that is running concurrently with his own, like another yep. dimension. But that dimension involves a changing of something in time to show, like like. What would have happened if he stayed instead of left this woman um, is kind of the the what if element of it. Does that make it a time travel movie or does that just make it a, a like a sliding door scenario of like two different possible outcomes of the same event? You know, I think that fits into the kind of the broadly the time travel adventure movie because mm-hmm. it, it is an adventure in a time that is not your own hmm. in the same way that sliding doors is right like. Which wow, way to, way to bring up that movie, which I'd forgotten about altogether. You're welcome. But 
very much, you know, taking taking the idea of of what if, which is at the core of time travel. What, what if, if X yeah. didn't happen the way that uh, it it was supposed to, mm-hmm. or or should have according to the rules that we've set out? Mm-hmm. Or what if you were there to change the events of this thing? Yeah. Yeah. What if you were a uh, Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court? Mm-hmm. You know, those those sorts of of questions. Mm-hmm. Cool. So think, um, yeah. there's uh, another kind of time traveling that happens where instead of the hero traveling through time, other things travel through time. Right. So the difference between me going to the past and following my story through the past and how exciting adventure that is, someone from the future or past comes to me and therefore affects my life, but I never actually travel through time. So you're thinking like the uh, X-Men Cable adventures where Cable comes back from the future to basically fix the future. Yeah, but I'm also thinking of Terminator. Like Terminator right. is yeah. not the story of the time traveler. It's the story of the people in present day having time travelers mess with them. And I'm also thinking of like one of my old favorite movies when I was like a young kid because my brother used to watch it. My Science Project where they get this alien engine from like a spaceship. This like cool mechanic dude finds it and uses it as a science project. But it ends up opening up these dimensional portals and time all in- invades the high school. So it ends with the third act of them, uh, you know, having to go into the high school and and up to where the machine is. And they have to, like, go through Vietnam and they have to go through where there's, like, dinosaurs and stuff. And, like, they have to go through all these different parts of time that have been brought to the present. So you're talking about a movie with 17% on Rotten Tomatoes Mm -hmm. that came out in the same year as Back to the Future and Weird Science. Yes, I am. Um, But it's like, but just like that idea of like, well, we're not time travelers. We're not traveling through time. But time travel is a big part of this film. And the idea of time rippling and, and people coming through time. Yeah. And I guess, I guess those aren't quite what if questions, right? Like, not in the same way. Yeah. Hmm. You know, like, like, because in Terminator Two, we are not following. I mean, we are following Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, but we're more following John Connor's young teenage kid character. He's the hero mm-hmm. of that movie, right? And so yeah, it's yeah. not. We don't see Arnold Schwarzenegger in the future being programmed and sent back in time to protect this kid. We see the kid, and then Schwarzenegger shows up to protect him. Um, if we saw it the other way around, it would be a very differently framed movie. Hmm. I'm just throwing that out at you. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's, I, th- I think that's a really, I, I, it's, it's a fine point to make, but I think it's, it's an interesting one because in some ways, like what would be the difference, like is, what would be the difference between Terminator and like an alien invasion movie? Like, like if, if instead of him being from the future, he was just an alien, yeah. like it was just. Like is does that at all change the concept of the movie? It in Terminator's case, it definitely does because the reason he's there is to stop this kid from being born, right? So it's like yeah, it has to do with time. But like in my science project, it doesn't really matter. They could have not been time; it could have been other dimensions and other planets of things spilling through. It was just more the alien device was the important part of the of the um, of the movie of the storyline. Yeah, and so I guess I'm I'm just trying to think of 
what what movies where the time travel is almost kind of incidental to the to the to the plot in in that sort of way where it doesn't matter as much that it's time travel Ooh, that it could be anything not time travel yeah like it like you know it's and, and, and because what we're what it what it seems like we're talking about is movies where time travel is kind of incidental but i can't think of anywhere <laughs> No, yeah, no. I think time travel is always uh, an, an intrinsic part of the time travel film. Otherwise, why would you use time travel? Um, but like visitors from time, I think the reason they're there usually has to do with time somehow. Yeah. But I think what's, and what's, they know things that other people don't. Yeah, but what's interesting to me about the idea of like if the hero's not the one time traveling, is that it it makes the movie more of like a. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say makes it more of a coming of age story, but that's not what I mean. You know, I mean it's more of a of this hero being uh, having visitors from time come through, and it affects them and changes them as a person. Um, and then those heroes disappear again, and then their life goes back to normal, changed, as opposed to like a time travel movie where the hero travels back in time. And they have changed the future, or changed the past, or actively done something to 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 alter their own destiny instead of their destiny isn't altered this is just part of their destiny hmm okay okay so let me let me put this in a weirder way would you say that macbeth is involves any sort of time travel uh because the movie the the mo- the movie did i just call macbeth a movie they made a movie out of it yeah, but I'm an idiot for saying that. Okay, continue. Macbeth, the comic <laughs> um, book. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the graphic novel, Dave. Um, the, the play opens with a prophecy. So it, come, it, it in some ways opens with a pulling from the future what is going to happen to the main character. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so that's more like that is that's getting into what we were saying with like the what if, if uh, of like the family man. It, yeah. it's like a prophecy anything that has to do with knowing the future does that count as time travel and i don't think it does and i I, I think the family man doesn't necessarily constitute a time travel movie either but they both involve the concept of time <laughs> but there's no traveling through it yeah except for forward like in all movies well yeah like austin powers is a time travel movie in that he gets frozen in time and then wakes up in the future yeah and that's it or uh, Futurama, where he Fry gets frozen yeah. in time, and then well, I mean more like and, like the fact that like life moves forward through time, so therefore the film is technically a time travel movie, just slowly yeah. second every second by second moving through time. <laughs> but but the, but also like uh, movies like Encino Man, remember the great Polly Shore, uh, where uh, Brendan Fraser is a caveman and ends up in our time. Yeah. Time I prefer movie? Biodome for the record. Oh, of Polly Shore movies, but I'm talking time traveling Polly Shore movies. Okay, um, or or something like uh, like like uh, Flight of the Navigator, which is uh, I don't know if you remember Flight of the Navigator, old movie. Kid gets into a spaceship and flies away and has like fun adventure with spaceship, and then when he goes back home, it's like ten or fifteen years later, and he's still a little kid. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, and so the time travel only really happens the once, if I remember correctly. I don't even remember how that movie ends, but it only happens the one time. And then the rest of the movie is just dealing with the fact that he's a kid and stuff and like the pre him doing it and the fun adventure he had on the spaceship that had nothing to do with time travel, just looking at different planets and stuff. Or or something like Contact, which isn't isn't itself like super explicitly a time travel movie. But what happens, um, Jodie Foster does end up traveling through time because she spends like 12 hours on an alien planet with her alien dad yeah, thing. Yeah. And then she gets back to Earth and they're like, it was like 12 seconds. But there was like 12 hours of static. Yeah. So and she it, really did travel through time. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, those are a, those are a weirder sort of, it, the time travel isn't the... Again, it, it's not the the plot. It doesn't drive the puzzle of the movie, mm-hmm. or there is no puzzle to the movie in in those really. And so, I guess what we're distinguishing between is the time travel movies that are meant to be um, this sort of jigsaw that you investigate through watching it, and a an adventure that has a narrative to it that is relatively straightforward. I think the the um, I don't know if everything fits into that because like. Um, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I would not call that a jigsaw puzzle that you're trying to piece together, even though they are multi- they're traveling through multiple time periods and collecting multiple people from different times. To me, it's this like this idea of using to, uh, like like uh, the time traveling is happens often versus only once. Hmm. And what kind of distinction that makes. Like Back to the Future, I would call that one that happens often. Even though it only happens three times, four times in the whole film. That's enough to make it often. Maybe even more. Six times, I guess. Because Einstein travels through time. The dog. Yeah, but, but, and then Marty. And then Marty. And then Doc. And then Doc. So like, there's, there's quite a bit of time travel in that movie. <laughs> um, and time travel is like a mechanism they can use. Same with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Where something like Planet of the Apes, it just kind of happens the once at the beginning of the movie. And we don't even know it even happened. We don't even see the time travel. Until the later films where it gets super weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about the first one where it was still good. Yeah, that Tim Burton one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm making a big, big, big mess out of nothing here. Because maybe it's not really that important how often they time travel. But well, because Looper doesn't really have a ton of time travel, does it? Every time they shoot somebody, that's time travel, man. Right, but in for the for the main character for the characters in the story, like for for starters, our hero, uh, young Bruce Willis, he never travels through time, does he? Um, yes, he does. Does he? Yeah, that's how the whole movie gets kind of started. The whole adventure gets kind of started, where. No, um, Old Bruce Willis travels back in time. Yeah, he travels back in time, and then he sings a song that the guy can't shoot him for, and then he attacks him and escapes. Yeah, but but where does young Bruce Willis travel back in time? Oh yeah, sorry, no, young Bruce Willis does not travel back in time. Like it's it's kind of like the the only time travel that happens to our main characters is Bruce Willis goes back in time, and they have their adventure in the Bruce Willis's past or young Bruce Willis's present. It's a weird movie now that I think of it. Yeah, like I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not sure how essential like lots of, l- lots of movement through time is. Because like Days of Future Past, I, I think like really you're right. The only one instance of time travel there, he, he just goes back into his younger body. But I would firmly call that a time travel movie. 
Yes, definitely. Yeah, because he has knowledge of the future where he was or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty weird. Well, and it, I mean, in a lot of ways, it, it is supposed to be a weird genre. Like, it, <laughs> the, 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 I, like, we have talked about movies where there's no, no actually characters traveling through time. We have, we have talked about, like, the, so, it, so it ends up being like what, like, some sort of adventure with time or interaction with time beyond chronological. <laughs> like, yeah, so, like, I, I feel like they're the, the the travel to me is still an important part of the genre where someone has to be in another time as opposed to just know something about another time you know like um like all the what ifs where you, you just happen to know something about what has ha- or like you see another possible outcome of another future where you haven't actually traveled through time your character's still in the normal time that you're in like i mean does a christmas carol count as a time travel movie well, yeah, I and Nicolas Cage's um, once or whatever it is. Yeah, because I mean, and this is where this is where I think like the, this definition here is is pretty important. Because a Christmas Carol, he goes back sort of as a spirit to witness things that have happened. So he's almost just like seeing memories, and he's going into the future to see possibilities, and then he sees what's happening currently in the present, but. He, when he's there, has no real effect over change. So is he even really present in those time periods? Or is he just being shown those as a glimpse? You know, like like given the picture in his head of what it looks like and he's not actually there. So he's more just like Cassandra seeing the future. Like he's not, he's not like, you know, Marty g- kissing his mom, you know. Um, so is that, does that count as time travel or is that simply uh, viewing different times? Yeah, because, I mean, in a lot of ways, what we're talking about is a time travel movie being, you know, where the past or the future or the present in in some ways converge and change each other. Yeah, or even have the ability to converge and like to interact with each other. Like maybe you go back in time, but you don't touch anything. That's fine. Um, but you're present there and you could knock over that table. And then in the future, the table's knocked over. Whereas A Christmas Carol, that's not really possible. Yeah, like he he can't interact with with time in he can't interact with time. Like he can only view it. Yeah, he only views it. So is he actually traveling there or is he cuz like his body is kind of there but not really there. So we never have that any sort of concern with fate or destiny or predestination or free will. Yeah, because of course like it's it's just a viewing. It's not a it's not he's not actually present there. Whereas in 12 Monkeys, he's actually there. And he can like send voice like voicemail recordings that get picked up in the future. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 then this still brings up anything with, you know, like firm prophecies and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because a prophecy is an engagement with the future that causes this sort of free will fate question to come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like something like and something like Groundhog Day. It's time travel but in the end at the end of the day he only ever lived that one day like the day before according to like everybody else like there was just that one day that happened so the rest of them were just kind of like what ifs what ifs what ifs yeah i i don't know i think i think because he learns information that he would not otherwise know by being there i think it counts as time travel because he is interacting with people and figuring things out about them 
But I mean, doesn't Scrooge? Yes, he he learns he does. like he learns a bunch of things and is a changed person as a result. Yeah, he is. But I guess and like uh, to everyone else, nothing would have happened. I guess that the, to me, it's that he actively engages with things to learn from them. You know, like yeah. he talks to people and he he does that and he changes things and he figures out how to rob banks or whatever. Like whereas <laughs> in in uh, and he kills himself a whole bunch of times. But in A Christmas Carol, he just like gets to see all of this stuff. And we don't know if that is actually what happened because we never see the outcome of him knowing that. Yeah. You know, so we don't know if that was actually what the Cratchits did for dinner that day. And in fact, don't we? No, because that never happens. But doesn't isn't the, doesn't he see them? He sees he them having he... dinner, but they never actually have that dinner because he sends them a turkey instead. Right. So or a big goose. So maybe so maybe all... they actually already had a turkey and he sent them another one. Yeah, he sent them a huge like the... <laughs> one because they just ate this little tiny one, right? And his and then he went to his nephews to play games. So they never got yeah. to play the games that he watched. So it is like, you know, it's a we never find out if any of that would have happened. Hmm. And I mean, like the, it's not a point that particularly needs to be harped on much like they're, you know, but it it is interesting to to kind of look at where this this dividing line happens because i mean while i would call something like terminator a time travel movie i think one of the reasons that i don't like it as much is as as what i what i'm calling these other time travel movies like uh 12 monkeys or looper or primer mm-hmm. or or whatever where where there's a different sort of relationship to that time travel and to that experience. And I, I, I think that... Yeah, the relationship to time travel is... is yeah, I see where you... Okay, continue. Well, just like that, that for me is where I see, you know, a lot of uh, enjoyment in, in the film, film experience. So if I tell you that Time Lapse is a time travel movie that has an interaction with time kind of like 12 monkeys where you know mm-hmm. we explore fate and we we explore questions of of free will and that sort of stuff that that seems like it's a better movie for you to watch if you like those kinds of movies as opposed to you know the 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 strict sort of adventure where the time travel just kind of happens yeah and the time travel is just there to make the premise of the story possible mhm mhm so um, time, the relationship to time travel where time travel is almost a character in the film because it is so used and so important to the film as opposed to one where time travel is just a mechanic that we use to tell this complicated story. Uh, yeah. Whereas Terminator, so Terminator is it's a mechanic that's used, do you think? I think so. I mean, once we get into the later movies, it starts to change radically. Yeah, because it's more in the first one, it's more like what if a robot came back from the future to try and kill you? Yeah. Um, so it has to come back from the future. That is a part of the of the um, the 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 log line there, right? Um, yeah. It has to. It, there has to be time travel in it, but it's not something like what if you could travel through time and change the past, which is now we are interacting with time travel there because it's not just part. It's not just one of the actions in the log line. It's like the whole log line. Yeah. I mean, we ne- we never see the implications of what happens in the first Terminator movie in that movie, right? No. Like, we don't we don't know whether Skynet still gets created or not. We don't know whether anything's changed. 
because the adventure happened in the present, right? Okay, so could we make this the distinction? If you would ever in the log line say uh, the time traveler, a time traveler, la 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 las, um, then it's one of those movies that you really like. Whereas if it's something where it's like a something, la 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 time travels, you wouldn't like it? <laughs> um, I put in the la 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 <laughs> in place of, you know, actual facts. But like, for instance, X-Men Days of Future Past is a time traveler, right? It's a, a, a mutant time traveler goes back in time and, and tries to stop this atomic bomb from going off or whatever the hell the story is about. <laughs> right, or uh, Planet of the Apes, a time traveler. Actually, not even, a, that's that, that one's probably not. That's an astronaut ends up on a deserted planet that turns out to be Earth. So that one, that's not the kind of time travel movie you'd like. You might like it for other reasons, but not the time travel element of it. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, time travelers, you know, these time traveling dudes go back in time to collect a bunch of historical figures. You would like that movie. <laughs> okay, this is falling apart. I mean, it's true that you we're kind of identifying the movies that I like, but I don't think we've come up with a strong <laughs> rule. Yeah, well, because you like the, the, the being able to unpack the time traveling. And I think in that, yeah, maybe it's just the, there's something about how the characters themselves have to be interacting with time all the time. Not all the time, but throughout the film they need to be interacting with time as opposed to time happens the time travel happens to them or around them and then the rest of the movie is interacting with that action mm -hmm. that's the difference is that it is not even the frequency of time travel but the engagement with time travel from the characters yeah that's that's probably the best way to put it mm -hmm. like in like in the time machine, the character is interacting and engaging with time. The whole, like he is trying to travel through time. That's his goal. Mm -hmm. um, in Groundhog Day, he is being constantly traveled through time and tortured by time and, and the idea of time travel. In 12 Monkeys, they're going back and forth through time trying to figure out um, what happened and how we can piece it together. Same with Primer. Um, whereas uh, Terminator, they send some robots back in time. And then the rest of the movie is running away from robots. Yeah. So time travel is almost a, a, side, a footnote in that film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. which, is, which is, I think, a good descriptor of Terminator, right? Like, despite the fact that, you know, we, we talk about it as a time travel series, like time travel is a footnote to cool robot stuff. Exactly. And back to the future. I mean, time travel is sort of a footnote to, um, to a story about a teenager going to, to seeing what his parents were like when they were younger and getting to know his, his city in, a, in the 50s. Um, but I think I would say that time travel is a huge part of it, mostly because Doc is trying to fix the time machine and they're broken and they're trapped in time. And he's messed up time and his family is starting to disappear, so he has to set time right. So the start of it, I think it originally set out to be not a time travel movie, but by the end, the interaction with... The idea of time erase, erasing things from existence becomes a huge part of the film is about time travel. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the big difference, there's a big difference between one and two in how the relationship with time is. Yeah. Two much like, more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then three actually pulls back on it dramatically where it's just trapped in time, but it almost doesn't matter what they do. In the third like one? It's, yeah, like it's it's not like the, the idea is like, okay, we're we're going to hide the things that are future, 
but it's not like they're they seem overly concerned with upsetting space time yeah they are like they've they've and i think by the third one they've just resigned to the fact that they're going to change time and and as a result they don't really change time (laughs) because in the first one they're like no don't everything you do can change time and then the second one they intentionally change time and then time gets intentionally changed by the bad guys and then they have to go and fix it so like there's a lot there and then the third one they're like oh let's just get the hell home and never time travel again (laughs) and like whatever we have to do do it (laughs) well and like that's the fascinating thing like back to the future part two the idea is something's got to be done about your kids right yeah so doc has this idea of what where the present is and the present is the present at the beginning of the first movie really yeah and you can't change that so anything that happens before has to stay you can't change, but you can change after that. But you want to do it by going to that future and fixing that future as opposed to writing a letter that says, don't let your kids become assholes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and it, it ends up being this very yeah. weird romp through time that seems more inconsistent with the character. But, but that is the, and that is the, the, the thing with Doc Brown as a character is they make him a crazy kooky scientist so he can do that sort of stuff. Well, and, and that's the part of it that about a time travel movie that I never have a problem with. Like when a character is themselves inconsistent, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Doc Brown in Back to the Future Part 1 changes his mind and he's like, you know what? Marty was tell- trying to tell me something. I'm going to find out what he was trying to tell me and not die as a result. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. and is is that consistent for the character? Well, I mean, it, sho- yes, it shows growth because it happened. Yeah, it happened, <laughs> and and so you know, that the character stuff in a time travel, like I, I think we spend a lot of time worrying about characters being consistent in in a lot of cinema and storytelling, but especially in time travel movies, which for me is in a lot of ways absurd because human beings aren't consistent like yeah we even even the most rational of us will will make irrational choices from time to time you know mm. it's yeah and you know i guess i don't know to me the the characters being consistent isn't that big of a deal um it's the film being consistent with itself that is more of a big deal to me um and not even the time travel just the film just films in general like the looper thing of you said you can't kill people in the future and then you just killed people in the future. What was that all about? Like that sort of thing. Um, that bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Not the fact that Bruce Willis, even though he's been a looper his whole life and knows that he has to die when he goes back, um, when he goes back, he changes his mind. It's like, no, people can change their mind. Yeah. And if they don't, movies are boring. Exactly. And uh, like, so butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible movie. Sure. And it's a terrible movie for a lot of reasons. Which one? Butterfly makes... Effect 1, 2, or 3? Yes. Yes. <laughs> or or do we mean the second Donnie Darko? I don't know. Whatever. Continue. Uh, but butter, <laughs> Butterfly Effect, what they do is they establish this world, and it's actually a really interesting world. And they establish this character who's a pretty interesting character. Like Whatever you think of Ashton Kutcher, who cares? But... What they do is they say, this is the world that we're going to live in, and these are the guidelines of time travel that he's operating in, and 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 we're going to stick with them. And then, like, there are things where he 
he proves that he can time travel by going back in time and cutting stigmata onto his hands to make a dude in prison think that he's he's Jesus. Except they clearly, the entire plot of the movie is all about how anything he does in the past would have then been done in the future already. That's weird. And And so it becomes this sort of, well... You guys aren't even paying attention to the things you're, the rules that you're setting, which would be fine if the rules were deliberately vague and messy, but they're not. Mm -hmm. They made a they're, point of solidifying them and then broke them. Yeah, which is why I think Doctor Who gets away with its weird hedging on time travel, because they're like, yeah, there are some things that for some reason are are set in stone. Yeah, and we're just going to say that so that we don't have to, so that we can do the stories we want to do. Yeah, as opposed to we're going to set up this rigid system and then you watch the movie and it doesn't follow the stupid system. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, back to your original statement that you really love, uh, time travel movies that led us on this tangent. I agree. I agree. I also really love time travel movies and, uh, I love the thrilling ones where you're trying to unravel and unpack time travel, uh, like you're saying, like the ones that you love, but I do also love the other ones that are just using time as a quick mechanism to have a fun adventure. Like I do really like Terminator 2. You know, yeah. I mean, I like Terminator and Terminator 2 is the exact same story as Terminator, except updated <laughs> with better effects. Um, but I like both of them. And I like the idea of of using just like a robot from the future comes back and ends up knowing that this per has to kill this person to prevent a future sort of thing. And the the sort of what if mentality that time travel movies give us. I really do enjoy that because it allows us to tell stories that we would not necessarily be able to tell. Um, and I'm going to point to things like uh, like the time traveler's wife, where it allows us to tell this beautiful, fateful love story throughout time. I mean, the other th they have a daughter in the movie or in the book, and she ends up being a time traveler, too. Aww. And daddy and daughter end up time traveling to the same time sometimes. It's very, very weird. Anyway, um, but just those kind of like the, the abilities to tell a very different kind of romance that you would not be able to tell without time travel, without making the puzzle of time travel a huge deal. It is a bit of a deal in The Time Traveler's Wife. They do deal with it. But but something like Planet of the Apes, like where they're in this like desolate future, that's super fun just to watch that movie and like realize slowly that it's actually Earth. God damn those filthy apes. Anyway, yeah, so I like I like uh, both kinds of time travel movies. In the general, specifically, there are some that I do not like, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, and I I I, th I think that's fair. I mean, like there for for starters, yes, there are going to be lots of individual instances that that we don't like. But I I think that I think that the two divisions is helpful just so that you know what kind of story you're telling if you're telling a story. Mm, yeah, definitely. Be and 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 that's where I think we run into the the problems is movies that don't don't make clear what version of the story that what what version of a time travel story that they're telling to to themselves even. And so it it ends up making it hard for for the audience to buy into it because you aren't even sure which one you're telling, you know, 
like Interstellar being a time travel movie, you're like, yeah, I mean, I guess, mm -hmm. but it comes out of nowhere and it just seems like a thing that you've thrown in at the end, as opposed to really deciding that you want to tell a time travel movie. Yeah, and I guess also it makes sense as the audience going into the film, right? Uh, when you're going in to watch it and you watch The Terminator and you watch it like it's a movie that's trying to interact and engage with time travel and, and explain how it works and blah, 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 blah. And how that's not going to be as fulfilling as just watching it like it's a fun adventure that happens to use time travel and just let the time travel go, you know? Because yeah. as soon as you start thinking about the time travel of Terminator, it kind of falls apart a little bit. So, like, just don't do it. Just enjoy the movie. <laughs> and unless the movie makes a, a, starts making some, some statements and claims that it does not hold up, uh, as the movie itself, like in Looper, that weird concept of death and how they still do it, um, that's where I get the problem. Not with the time travel of it. The time travel of it, sure. You can send people back in time and they close their own loop. Cool. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Cool. Uh, any last things to say about time travel? If you guys haven't seen Primer, I, I want to say see Primer mm. because we we didn't really talk much about it because you, you didn't get to seeing it. I didn't and get a chance to. But the reason that I recommend Primer is not because I think that it's the best time travel movie, not that I think it's the greatest movie ever. Um, a lot of people really go overboard with how much they love this movie. What I like about Primer is that it takes a really simple idea of time travel and it just like it does it on a shoestring budget with very like it is such a human movie mm. in in the way that so few time travel movies really really ask questions about what it's like to be a human being uh in 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 these sorts of logical in the in the in the kind of logical way that would happen with time time travel movies um it sounds like Time Traveler's Wife does does a similar sort of thing. It just takes the very human experience and and puts it in time travel. And so that's why I recommend it. Not because it's a, it's amazing, but because it's it's human in a way that very few time travel movies are and can be. Cool. Yeah, and uh, I would recommend The Time Traveler's Wife as a book. Don't bother watching the movie. Read the book. Uh, and it's a really fun, different take on time travel. That uh, and I'll warn you now, it is pretty emotional. And you'll probably only ever want to read it once. But uh, everyone should, and uh, all the good people have read it once. All the good people have. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, that hurts. <laughs> I know. Hey, you're going to read it, though, and you'll be a good person. You won't be the Wes. Anyway, uh, thank you uh, very much for listening to the Style Guide, and we will uh, see you next week um, or last week. No, we have made that joke before. <laughs> or depending on when you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, and uh, remember that your future can be whatever you want it to be. Damn you and your damn dirty apes. It was our planet. <laughs> oh, it was our planet.